You are locked in to another episode of The Curious Wire. The Curious Wire. With the most curious person in multifamily. We're not trying to sell you anything here. We just want you to learn real things that will help you elevate your career, challenge you to think and be curious. Join us on this journey to challenge the status quo. Let's go. We are back with another episode with a guest, and the way we roll here is the guest introduces themselves, so please go ahead. My name is Devin Ward. I'm the VP of Business Development at Lively. Uh, Moshi, I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to jump in. You came into this industry how long ago? So I started in the real estate industry 15 years ago. My first company I started uh, was in the HOA space. Okay. Uh, I was fortunate enough to start that company in 2008 and sold it in 14. Uh, came into multifamily in 2016. Started a company called TF Living Now Circuit, uh, which was acquired by Lively in Q4 of last year. So I've now been in the multifamily uh, uh, industry for six years now. Just a, a funny moment. There's not many people where I actually remember how I connected to them on LinkedIn, but for you, I actually do. Um, you, there was a post. It might have been by uh, Zach Wade from MRP when you moved into an office, I think, in Philly, and I connected you from that. And, and then for a long time, I think we never spoke to each other. And then, then uh, we met, and, and then I've known you for a little while. Um, you've been very successful with sales, and I think in this industry on the supplier side, they need a lot of help on their approach to sales, how they build a team, marketing, and a system. So what would be your advice to someone who is a CRO, VP of sales of, some people have big teams, small teams, what would be your advice to, how do you approach that? So first, I love that you called us suppliers and not vendors. Uh, so a really good friend in the industry who I think you know as well, Joe Summers. Joe yep. and I always joke, like uh, vendors, we all think of hot dog stands that are rolling around the, uh, the boardwalk of a beach. So uh, we, I do agree with the word suppliers because we're, we're supplying something to the industry. Um, my personal thesis on sales is that you don't need a massive team, but you need a real strategy. I think a lot of individuals in the, in the industry are not developing strategies. They're trying to hire tenured people, which is great, but your book of business only goes so far. Um, multifamily, now over 20 million units of uh, rentable that all the suppliers are going after right now. As we take a look at that is how are we getting to them? What is your outreach strategy? What does your team look like? Are you going top up? Are you going bottom, bottom up or top down? And when and, you mean top up and bottom down is who you're approaching to sell to. Correct. So when we take a look at a bottom up approach. Um, I look at that approach uh, that should be companies that are focused on hyper local, right? And then where's the decision made? I think if we start from a more granular approach is where's your decision going to be made? Um, at Lively, it's a software service. So typically, property managers won't have the authority to, to be able to, to make that decision, right? So why are you going to them? So why are we going to spend money on boots on the ground in individual cities to hire a large sales team to approach people that typically cannot make the decision um, to actually buy the uh, buy the software that we're selling, right? So you're taking the approach, and and I guess it would vary on what what somebody is selling. I, I could see that there are it would make a lot of sense to go bottom down, um, top down. No, well, top down. Is a lot of those decisions, but there could be decisions where it, it actually could come it's from the property up. manager. Right. right. Like when you say like hyper-local, like who you use for your alarm system 
it very well be that the property manager has to actually go vet that out and Absolutely. find it. Your and landscaper or your window exactly. washers. Absolutely. That doesn't always happen top up. And so it, it is going to vary on, on who you are. So when you have a, so, okay, so let's talk about top down where you, you could hire a big sales team and you have a bunch of people, let's just say, you know, spray and pray. They're just out there throwing emails and phone calls, trying to get people to do this, or, you know, get book meetings, whatever it is they're trying to, to do, where our industry should be like the definition of account-based marketing. You know who all the players are. You even know which properties they own. So why take a spray and pay, pray model when you could figure out how to get, you know who they are, just how do you get their attention? And then once you get their attention and they're interested... But I mean, let's let's dive into that further. So there's a lot of different approaches, right? And that's where uh, there's been certain individuals in our industry that have been very successful. I think one of the biggest things that mostly you and I talk about, right? And like uh, I saw the shirt that you received here at Apartmentalized, the most curious person in multifamily, right? The fact is you build a brand. And I think that w- the biggest thing that South scenes are not doing right now, they're not building a brand. There's no brand recognition. They're marketing. Uh, so let's well, it would be the company should be the brand, the marketing, not the absolutely. sales team. Right. But the marketing is not building a brand. And then also, how is the South team projecting that brand? So, for example, like um, the company's having myself and other team members here at Apartmentalize. The entire South team should be sharing that. And okay. we should be developing content and tagging people, yeah. right? There should be a strategy behind how we're also creating the brand of the company, which is going to lower our customer acquisition costs as we continue to go forward. Yeah. I, I just had this thought uh, the other day. I, I was outside. I uh, went for a jog. And there are fitness brands here. Mm-hmm. One of them should have had an exercise event outside in the morning. It's consistent with their brand. It's different. Right, everybody's doing the nighttime activities. Like there's very few morning activities, and a lot more people. You're going to have much better networking and branding in an event like that than one of these night events. Right, and it is consistent with their brand. Right, um, but many of them don't. Do, nobody did that. I don't think. I, and if they did it, they did a terrible job of marketing because. Nobody knew about it. I mean, it. I actually don't know. So I come from the fitness space, right? Okay. So anybody that knows my background is both of my companies were primarily in the fitness space. I didn't see it. So okay. um, you're right. So if they were doing that, I did not see anything on the NA website or within my inbox or my LinkedIn or whatever, uh, where they were talking about it, promoting it, getting people to sign up. Uh, I, another part, as you're saying, like creating your brand is, you know, if you're a food company, your best marketing is people tasting it. Right, because if it's good, they're going to want more. Absolutely. And so, I'm just going to double down on the on the fitness space. Like, if you're selling a fitness product, if there's a way that you could have the management companies and the employees become like let them try it, then of course they're going to want to bring it to their res. Like, it's a no brainer. Like, we're not going to mention any names, but yeah, but let them there try are companies. It. So I will say, when when we grew the last company. Okay. Um, is that we were going to the property management company that we would have a large scale relationship with that we were trying to get in, and we would do something for their corporate teams at a retreat mm-hmm. or go to their office and offer that in order to do it because you're right. Who's the biggest advocate of distributing, right? It's going to be the corporate team and then also at the on site teams, where is that we want to be able to give things to them so they can try it, so they're going to you know, refer us to other managers, et cetera. To answer your question from earlier, is that my biggest advice for people who are developing teams is to understand where your ROI is. What is your outreach to your sales teams? How big does it really need to be? And what is your approach as you move forward? 
What can you outsource to bring in-house to be able to have a further conversion, capture more market share, et cetera? So one of the strategies that we always take a look at is could we outsource some of our outreach? What do drip campaigns look like? Um, how are we targeting? Who are we targeting? And then from there, I actually believe in a little bit of a smaller sales team from who is going to do the demos, who's taking a look at national account reaches, how are we managing that? And uh, we actually typically don't use ever the term manage. How are we leading our teams? Because as people are trying to change the industry, I think the biggest thing that we have in our industry and the biggest problem is the status quo, yeah. right? Everybody says, you got to have enterprise this. you got to be able to do this. we got to change the status quo. And technology is doing that in real estate. I think that uh, leaders on the supplier side should be changing the status quo on how we're outreaching, how we're creating brand to have a more efficient sales model. Yeah, I mean, even here, we're at Apartmentalize. And some of these booths that these vendors have are expensive. And now I don't know if NAA would let them use it, but again, my brain goes to when everybody's over here, go the other way. Right. So the expo only opened up Thursday. There are people have been here Tuesday, Wednesday. If instead of spending $150,000 and some, there's a lot of them had spent $150,000 on their booths. Easy. I would have had a food stand and give out 5,000 meals. And I, everybody would be coming to me way before the expo started. Well, I mean, let's use the, there. There's other industry conferences as you move forward, right? Okay. So there's one that took place this past February, and I don't know if you Which were, one? were you at Abe? Or that was in April, or that was in Huntington Beach. Yeah, yeah, no, so, I'm not there. Great small conference uh, that I actually believe is one of the better ones out there if you're targeting marketing people. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody sponsored White Castle to come out. Okay. And giving oh, away gave out food and giving out this food. exact thing. Right. Okay. So cool. exactly what we're talking. And about. everybody went there. Everybody lined up. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was what was the company? Uh, I do not remember which company okay. sponsored. Okay, fine. I should but, because, but I mean, part of it was White Castle came out, right? Yeah, they gave away food. Smart. There was a line out the door. I love that idea. And the fact is, is that look, what we know is that the alcohol events are great, but the fact is, there's so many at nighttime that are having it's you noise. know inviting people like yourself and other vendors to attend. It's a great branding, but it's it's it is a little bit of noise because what we all know is that the relationships and the sales close are not done at the nighttime events. Let's just be transparent. Yeah. Like we all I think love hosting more customer clients. appreciation events. It's anything. you and I sitting here doing this, developing yeah. real real rapport because multifamily from what my experience is, it's a trust industry. Okay. You've got to have the rapport, you've got to have trust. I think that's and with anything. spending time for me, I would rather spend the money for my team traveling to clients, having one-on-one time with them than spending $100,000 hosting something at an event. So you split it. So some people will hire big sales teams and then they have their sales teams doing all this outreach, which is not very efficient and is expensive if they're doing it. Well, and then they're doing outreach, but are they having a process on their outreach? Right. Or that's what is the like, So you, yeah. you might outsource the actual outreach and then, then your sales team will come in. So they're spending all their time selling. Absolutely. Instead of doing other activities. Right. And they're being Love efficient that. with their time. Uh, you know, typically what you'll see is about a 50% reduction in payroll. Because you know, as we take a look at PropTech, sometimes we have to spend money to make money. Yeah. I understand company burns, yeah. but we also have to be financially prudent with other people's dollars as we're raising yeah. it and moving forward. And I sometimes people can't come back and get burned. really tight. Soon. Absolutely. So we're in the middle of a. Re- I believe we're in the middle of a recession. People we're in weird over. times. We're in very weird times. So and, and raising capital is not as easy as it used to no. be. And if you're not profitable or you're not ready to make a, a switch, your oxygen can run out really quick. Yeah. If you're not, if you don't have a path to that profitability or understand how you're going to get there, uh, for example, you, you and I were talking a little bit earlier. So 
do I want my sales teams going door to door at a property level to sell somebody software? Absolutely not. It's not financially prudent because, as we just said earlier in, in the episode, this, the property manager typically cannot make the decision on a software sale. Now, could they on a dry cleaning sale or a landscaper? Absolutely, but not on a software. So we need to understand our sales cycle. Awesome. This has been awesome. The way we end off is with a round of random questions. So what was your first car? My first car. So um, my first car was a 1986 Buick. So to help everybody understand, uh, I am in my 30s. So it was a car I bought myself for $700 in cash. And my first car, and it's the same year I was born. So the car was very old when I actually started driving it. So what color? It was a gray 1986 Buick Regal. Great, awesome. What is a purchase that you've made in the last six to twelve months you would recommend for others? So uh, I am a big believer in building portfolio and spreading out the wealth. So um, I don't believe you bought a portfolio of a thousand apartments. No, but I did buy a portfolio of six. Um, so I, I, I spent the last six months. I've really enjoyed it. I've bought six SFRs, um, myself single family rentals for those that don't know. Thank you. And, uh, but yeah, I bought six single family rentals that uh, I personally enjoyed, but that is probably like some of my long-term rentals, short-term rentals, long-term rentals. Okay. I hope you're outsourcing as you talk about being efficient, your management, but we don't have to go into that. Um, and what is, what, what, where do you get ideas for like, do you consume content? Is it audiobooks, reading, podcasts? What do you? What's in your ear? Yep. So a lot of people say they don't like to read, um, but I will tell you, uh, as an individual, I'm dyslexic, okay, and you can overcome that. So I'm a big audiobook person, but I'm also a in person. So I do try to spend time who I believe are other industry leaders. And one of the things I would recommend, real quick, is connect with other supplier partners, but those that you trust in the industry. Set up a cadence with the property managers or the C suites that you have a relationship with, and just discuss industry. Do not sell. Just yeah. discuss the industry and what they're saying. Okay. Absolutely. And what, what audiobook uh, audio recommendation? Uh, you're putting me on the spot. I, I can't think off the top of my head. Okay. You ever <laughs> listen to Ryan Holiday? I have not. Oh, good. Good? Yes. Okay. I'll give you a few. Uh, yeah. Obstacles Away, Ego is the Enemy. He has an earlier one that was on marketing. It's called Growth, Mar- Growth Hacking Market, Growth Marketing. I'll okay. send it to you, but... Highly recommend. Yeah, I know. I just uh, I just re uh, finished uh, Start with Why by Simon Sinek, which is okay. one of my favorites. But yes, yeah. classic. Devin, this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Moshi. Thank you.